Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. I am the producer, Jason Lewis. I would like to thank you for tuning in to the From the Shadows podcast. And without further ado, here is your host, Shane Grove. Hey, Jason. Um, you know, before we get into this week's episode, which which is almost it's our first basically on location episode, right? Yes, it like is. The- First on location, first on one week or on location episode. So, so we had a lot of fun um, with uh, David and Randy from the uh, Paranormal, Paranormal Road, Road. Yeah, Paranormal Road podcast. Uh, Amy Boo, who's a nationally known Bigfoot expert, even though she tries to argue with us and say she's not. Um, whenever she's in the room with us, she is the expert. So we got to give her credit, right? Absolutely. And a Bigfoot researcher as well. Bigfoot so. researcher. Yeah. Well, um, don't you have to be a researcher to be an expert? I mean, I not necessarily. Well, so, you know, before we get into the episode, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, and as always, we would encourage you, if you like the podcast, and you you must, if you're listening, you must like the podcast, please share it with your friends. Um, whatever podcaster that you listen to, if you if you can, subscribe. Uh, that means a lot. Yeah, it's, it does. It means a lot. And, and, you know, we talk about it a lot, but it does. It means a lot. It helps us uh, get more exposure, more people listen to us. And um, we have a lot of cool getting guests yeah. also. Well, you know how what gets guests? We get guests because we're such charming guys. Uh, and Alyssa. And Alyssa. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, you better throw Elisa in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it does mean a lot. I mean, um, to, uh, to get to have subscribers, to have people rate us, uh, it moves us up the list. Um, so that people, more and more people become aware of us. Uh, it really is, it, re- it really does. It, we can't emphasize it enough how much it means. And then, especially now, we have our, our new merchandise page. So if you really want to support the podcast, go to the merchandise page, buy a sticker, buy a coffee mug, get a T-shirt, get an autograph book. Um, we got some new stuff with the book, with uh, my book series, uh, it's going to kind of get relaunched here in a little bit. So we'll have details about that. Uh, some very exciting things going on with that. So, you know, that's a great way to, to help support us, you know, get some from the shadows podcast merchandise. Well, don't uh, forget to tell them the location. The URL for that is from the shadows podcast.com. 
Yeah. You can also yeah. listen to every episode. There's a little tune-in gadget on there, and you can listen to every episode straight from the website. Uh, we have links to our social media. And like he said, we have a big link to our new storefront, which is now open and ready for business, and it is secured shopping cart. So everything's all good with that. Uh, we'll be adding more merchandise along the way, so just keep abreast on what's going on. Uh, check us out. Uh, we're going to be adding a new page to the website talking about things we're going to do as this coronavirus uh, epidemic comes to an end and they open the world back up. Uh, if we're going to be hitting a convention or something like that, we'll have a uh, a link on that. It'll be all this, everything will be centralized off of the web page ultimately. Yeah. So that's the way yeah. we plan and, to do it. And um, yes, for everybody that's asked, we will have 8 by 10 autographed pictures of Jerry available at some point. I don't so. know why they want them, but yes, <laughs> we will do that. He's looking forward to the photo shoot. And a word on the street is, is we may even have a design for an Ozark Howler t-shirt. Now that is in the works behind, that is definitely in the works, Shane. That is definitely in the works. So a lot of cool stuff coming, but you know, we, we want you to go join our after the shadows, uh, Facebook group. Uh, tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear. Um, and just share, share it around. Okay. Because we get, when you share the stuff and, and our audience grows, we get to go do cool stuff, like go to the campground with, with David and Randy and Amy Boo and go Bigfoot. Go Bigfoot. You know, so uh, if you're, yes. yeah, if you're listening, we know you like that stuff. Because why else would you listen <laughs> if you didn't like that stuff? So, so, so we'll, uh, we'll get out of the way. Check out this interview and then um, stay tuned after the interview because you'll hear a recap of what happened. And uh, I don't want to give anything away, but it's worth uh, it's worth checking out. Once you hear the episode, let us know what you think uh, what you think happened out there. So yeah, we so had a that, blast too. And uh, yeah, just we, people, if you hear people in the background screaming, yelling, having a good time, it's because they were doing just that. So this is live on location. Yes, live on location. Yeah, so so for us to have better mics and, and stuff, you're gonna have to buy a lot more T-shirts. So, <laughs> so, so okay. Here's the episode. We'll get out of the way. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you later. All right. Welcome everybody to this somewhat live and unscripted edition of the From the Shadows podcast. We are coming. Are we from- ever scripted? Listen, you don't want to peel back the curtain and show every everything about the show, right? I mean, all right, all right. Make them think we know fully what we're doing. dressed this evening. Fully dressed this evening. Jerry's videoing. Just, just so you know that. Get dressed. Yeah, I've been videoing. Been videoing <laughs> for years. For years. Five minutes. Um, we uh, we're kind of excited tonight. We've been planning this uh, little excursion to Northeast Ohio. We're at. Sean Acres Campground outside of Oberlin, Ohio, and we're going to get into why we're here. Uh, and instead of counting on me to remember everybody and their uh, why they're sitting at the Justice Justice League table, is that yeah, this right? is a- the Justice League of uh, Bigfoot hunters and podcasters here in Ohio? Uh, I'm just going to point, and everybody can introduce themselves. So, this Jerry- is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From Shadows podcast. 
And of course, I'm the judge. I'm Dave Hensley from Paranormal Road Podcast. And I'm Randy Kessler from the Paranormal Road Podcast. Amy Boo from the Boo Report from the Paranormal Road Podcast. And researcher. And, and researcher, researcher. Bigfoot researcher. Jerry, lead investigator from From the Shadows Podcast and working the camera. And uh, we are up here tonight because, uh, well, David, you want to kind of fill us in why you invite us invited us up here before we get into the uh, some witness well testimony. sure starting uh paranormal road you know never in the wildest dreams ever 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 could imagine that there would be any cryptid or bigfoot activity in our campground now sorry it's our third season here and uh, last year um now knowing and meeting amy boo and having her on our show and knowing more about the habits of these creatures we were sitting out here one night at our campsite about 2.30 in the morning, and from the wood lines, just directly straight that direction. I know they can't see, but it's that direction. Jerry's got you on camera. Uh, yeah, okay. Jerry's Jerry. <laughs> See, they can see. Oops. Uh, so um, there was this incredible, god-awful woman scream sound that went on for uh, the lung capacity. It had to be incredible. Everybody shut up. One woman is like, what the f- is that? And uh, there were eight adults here. One uh, guy was a hunter avid hunter in fact uh he said he hunted game in africa and he said i can tell you now that is not a coyote it is nothing that i know of in the state of ohio and and, and he was scared and spooked so the next morning uh sue one of our uh, neighbors was walking her dogs and i said hey sue uh, did you hear something strange last night and the first thing out of her mouth was oh you mean the screaming and I said, yeah. She goes, oh, she says, yeah, it started about a month ago. She says, I don't walk my dog at night anymore because she's here all week long and around. Uh, most of us are only here on the weekends. So that being said, you know, I'm thinking, okay, what are the odds? I then look it up on the Internet, and I'm looking for Bigfoot sounds, and I find almost an identical match what we heard. It's called the Polyop Washington Bigfoot Scream. It was recorded in 1973. The only difference is what we heard was like 10 times louder and clearer. Um, and so I played that for Randy, for Sue, and every one of the eight adults here without telling them what it was. And they said, yeah. And in fact, Randy, you thought I recorded I thought it that recorded night. recorded it. Yeah. And he said, oh, you recorded it? I'm like, no. And then I showed him what it, the title was, Polyop Washington, 1973, Bigfoot Screams. So, um, then, For those who are unfamiliar with the campground, could you give us sort of the lay of the, the land as far as how big it is? Is there adjacent woods? Yeah, it's a very small campground. Uh, it's been here for many years. Um, there's a seasonal section. Uh, then there's a section for weekenders, day pass, and, and there's an extensive tenting area in the woods with the creek. Um, but the campground itself butts up against Firelands, uh, a reserve uh, property. And I'm guessing maybe it's four or 500 acres of woods. Um, and that's where the sound came that's from. That's a lot of woods. Yeah, it is. And all through this area, it's mainly farmland. But there are these patches, large patches of woods. And interestingly, if you look at aerial, many of these woods, surrounded by farms, large farms, there will be a creek that goes through them that connects them all. Mm-hmm. So the thought is, could it be navigating between? And uh, earlier this year in May, um, we had people that came and asked me if I heard the scream, and I'm like, no, I took NyQuil. I was out like the light. <laughs> and, uh, yes, I, I remember the, I, it was a Saturday. You texted yeah. me, and it's like, 
You're never going to believe this. It screamed again. Yeah, it screamed again, but I was asleep. I had NyQuil, I'm sorry. <laughs> so all of our listeners out there, go to Google Earth yeah, yeah. and put in Sean Akers Campground, and you'll be able to see how much yeah. woodland there is that's adjacent to the campground. So for purposes of a Sasquatch to be able to navigate around the waterways, the woodways, plenty of coverage and you it's say that's spelled strange it's s-c-h-a-u-n yeah, yeah. And so you're saying there's six or seven patches of four or five hundred acre woods yeah. all around this whole area all around in the, the, the wake okay. Kipton area it, and what isn't woods is farmland okay. so there's there's not a lot of housing or anything real close to us so so Rainy, i know you're the bigger chicken of the two yeah yeah you know how i am about so, bigfoot <laughs> so <laughs> so how did you feel hearing those screams like what what was going through your mind well the first thing was i just didn't know what the hell it was and i'm thinking what at two o'clock in the morning would be screaming like that out in the woods then dave who's always on the bigfoot train was telling me oh no it had to be a bigfoot so, you know the Bigfoot train would be a hot selling item at Christmas. I know. Yeah. I'm just telling <laughs> you. For anybody out there that's Bigfoot thinking, Express. the Amy, the Amy Caboose. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. I like it. Is that uh, the, 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 the Amy Caboose? Yeah. I was gonna name go if I, Boston, right? Before I had my daughter, I was gonna. I always wanted to name a daughter Kara, but I couldn't do it. Caribou. 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 That, that would have been cruel. Yeah, it would have been. <laughs> yes. Worst mom ever. But after probably. talking to a lot of the campers here, and while they didn't necessarily believe in Bigfoot, they did start hearing and I mean, start recognizing, yeah, I've heard three knocks too. I've heard that knocking. I just figured it, I didn't know what it was. But almost all of us have heard the cracking in the woods, and it's not like a tree falling. You can tell the difference. This is like a crack. Well, well, we're we're sitting, mm -hmm. okay. There's how many how many campers? Like ten in this between you and the. Um, at least. At least. So it's not like your camper's sitting right on the edge of the woods. I mean, you're if you are hearing it, how about the people that are right along the woods? But you know, the funny, scary thing about that is, the one woman that was sitting here and heard it, her camper is right smack on the wood line, on the creek. So, and really, they've only been here twice this whole summer, so we don't oh, know if that's yeah. oh, related yeah. or not. But, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, I heard the knocks uh, Thursday before Labor Day last year, sitting out here again, 2 in the morning. There was only three other campers here, and uh, it was, I was watching lightning over there and uh, just kind of chilling, and I hear this big crack come through, and I heard it again, so I took out my phone. I actually recorded the last one, um, and... You know, sitting here thinking, there's no animal that I know of in Ohio that bangs on trees. It's not like you could say it's a, a goat ramming its head. <laughs> um, you know, there's no animal that I know of that can do that. Look, cows don't move that fast. So. No. <laughs> and, and that's protected land. It's, you're not allowed in there at night. It's park property. So what else could be making that sound? And then this year, right off the bat. Yes, we have, yeah. it, everybody can't see, we have a special guest. <laughs> Another I another witness, witness. Yes. another witness who's not just in it for the podcast fame. No. Okay. Reluctantly, she's sitting here. <laughs> uh, do you want to introduce yourself and give us a little bit about what you uh, have experienced? Or do you want to give us a fake name? No, that's right. Name. Uh, my name is Cindy. Um, I've camped here on and off for 25 years. So we've oh. been here for a while. Okay. 
and I was in the camper asleep, had the air conditioner on, and I heard this god-awful scream. I got up and went outside because I thought somebody was being hurt. It was that loud and that distinct. How long did it last? About, I would say maybe 30, 45 seconds. Oh, that's lung capacity. Yeah, yes. I mean, it was a long... And you know the thing about it is, people think that's not very long. But try screaming for, that long. Yes. for 30 seconds. Try holding your breath for 30 seconds. Right. And you'll realize, geez, that's that's a long deep, time. deep, guttural scream like that. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. Very long. visceral scream. Not like not like a woman being murdered. Well, it was. It, it sounded like a woman. Okay. I wouldn't say being murdered, but it sounded like somebody like either very angry or just... I, it, yeah, it was it was strange. So you were talking to somebody else, and then I we were sitting and I talked to Sue, and Sue's like, "Oh yeah, about three o'clock." And I said, "Yeah, you heard it too," because I when I went outside and then didn't hear it, I'm thinking, "Oh, maybe it was a dream," you know, and it just woke me up. But then I find out Sue heard the exact same thing at the exact same time. You know, I'm gonna throw something out there. It's completely off the wall because we're in the field. Jerry was here. No. Okay. You know, right. I had a similar experience, except I have feral cats that live in my house, and when they're trying to mate, the female will cry out in anger and be frustrated. What I'm saying is, could I mean, I mean, we don't know how Sasquatch mates. Right. I mean, could this have been a situation where a? I mean, look, I don't. We're going to take this to. Bigfoot's baiting out. I mean, seriously, what, what do we know it about? Was, it was really good. Now, this is where we bring in But see, this is where we bring in we bring in our expert. Oh yeah, Amy Boo. I am not so an Amy, expert. So what is the what Amy is the Boo is an expert. Do not <laughs> do not, not let her lie. What is the mating patterns of primates? Is it? I mean, I can't believe that they're engaged in consensual coitus. <laughs> I mean, I walk out and, and catch two cats in the act of Congress. Right. I mean, it's not a consensual well, I don't thing. Think they have like, like candlelit dinners or anything like that, you know. The ambiance that we have here. Is that yes. Um, you know, that's going to be an, a next question in my group. I, I'm not really well, sure I mean, outside how romantic of, they are. I mean, outside. Huh? Yeah, they do. I mean, outside they, of arachnoids and different insects vocals, in which the female is the one that lures the males in and mates mm -hmm. with them and kills them. And, and the mating is a consensual thing that the female is asking right. to be mated. I mean, most mammals, the female, outside of Homo sapiens, the female is not asking to be mated with. You know, he right. knows way, way too much. I have a fair the, share of animal husbands. You're the expert. You're the expert. <laughs> No, but so what I'm saying is, if, no, I understand if you're what you're saying. They definitely would have different calls and different um, habits and stuff depending on the primate that you're talking about. But whether they get that vocal, I'm not sure. I'll, but I will ask and find out. I think it's a relevant question. I think her group's going to ban her from any more podcasts. No, 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 no. <laughs> Who are you no, hanging out question. with on the weekend? 
That's a good no, I question. I don't think we've question. ever talked I mean, about that before. Do, I mean, we, we assume okay, that... I'm going to text them right now. I mean, we... <laughs> oh, boy. This is like real, real time. time answers. Yes. So we assume that Sasquatch travels possibly in, in familial packs. I mean, that's a theory. I believe that. Okay, I mean, that's a theory. And, and my cats, they, they live in a familial pack. But when the female goes in heat... She gets chased and she gets pursued by multiple males, and she's not anywhere near engaging in. Is she up at the crazy fox or the horseshoe? <laughs> yeah, no. So okay. what I'm saying is, why do? And if we look at primates, if you, I mean, you look at primates, just go to the zoo. I mean, there's an alpha male at the zoo, and, and when males get old enough to be of mating age, they try to move those males because they don't want to get in a situation where you have a younger male trying to also mate with when you have the alpha alpha male which so, is why you when you got to be about four years at bluffton they made you go to graduate school somewhere else he made christmas <laughs> this guy we're talking about serious science and this guy so but, but so what i'm saying is if we if we look at the animal kingdom as a whole there's nothing that leads me to believe that if Sasquatch, one, it would be that the, the female Sasquatch would have a would go into heat, much like any other animal. And if and if they did go into heat, that it would send out a signal to males, and that I mean I this I, is my territory. This is my territory, and it would make it would make sense to me that if the those sounds if if it's a crazed sound in the middle of the night, that. Uh, well, we did that the night that we heard it a year ago, about this time. There was three separated, three separate times, and they were about ten minutes apart. So there was one scream. We all just settled down finally, like okay, let's get back with what we were talking about. It happened again. Another ten minutes happened again. After the third time, across the campground, way in the woods back there, there was an almost identical scream, and then that was it for the night. Now, now, are you guys, because I listen to a lot of other podcasts that aren't just about Bigfoot. Oh, we have an answer. But, but, but I want to ask, do you guys know that there's not a serial killer up here? I mean, I mean, the really? Tattletail, the Tattletail Strangler. Okay. Okay. What's that? The Tattletail Strangler. The tattletail so Amy Boo strangler. Has, a mess, has an answer from the group about mating. Okay. Gorillas and chimps are not very loud. <laughs> There's okay. your answer. Okay. When do not, mating. Do not search that, by the way. <laughs> but <laughs> when they fight, the screaming can be deafening with chips. Mm. Okay. Maybe somebody's... Maybe it is like a male versus male, kind of like... There was a really huge fight over the one really hot Bigfoot. Well, I mean, like I said, I I'm ha- sure I they have different <clears throat> vocalizations and stuff. I, right? have, these, I have these multiple tomcats, and they're trying to breed the, the, the same cat... And you hear just the craziest screaming. Yeah. No, I know exactly like, what you mean. I just I'd never heard of that with with the now, and stuff. Now that now that I'm standing or sitting here with you guys, i you know like I listen to like I said a lot. You know, we do a lot of research by listening mm-hmm. to other stuff. And the there's a, some school of thought out there that Bigfoot or Sasquatch might be sort of a spiritual animal. Okay, the wolf. Okay. Yeah. You guys are the the spiritual guys pick up on. Have you guys picked up on anything, maybe out of the ordinary, spirit-wise, as far as in the woods or anything? Not here. Um, the only thing that 
I can say is when we were doing a paranormal investigation in Vermilion, which is what, 15 miles from here. Yeah, if that. Yeah, if that. Um, I kept hearing about uh, forest orbs, right? uh, balls of light. I never put much stock into them, either yay or nay, I'm like, yeah, whatever. But we're walking a path in the woods, it was a, a gravel road, and we're actually conducting EVPs or filming, and I look over and there is a basketball size glowing ball of light. And it's going between the trees, and as it goes past the leaves, the leaves are lighting up. And just when I said, whoa, and I'm pointing for it, it just went, you know, it's gone. It just vanished that quick. Shut, it was like somebody flipped the switch and it shut off. So I, I was hearing of Wes Kramer talking about the orb, forest yeah. orbs. I've heard many people talk about the balls of light. And I can honestly say I saw one. And I, I, they're the strangest things. But here's the, the weirdest thing is people say, well, I, again, like the Bigfoot. If this is real, why didn't our ancestors talk about it? They did, and they still do. If you go yeah. down to any part of southern Ohio, you, all you have to say is, have you seen the will of the wisp? That's what they call them, the will of the wisp. And people, old timers, will say, oh yeah, we see them all the time, once in a while in the forest. Nobody knows what these balls of light are. So are they connected to Bigfoot? I don't know. Uh, I can't say it because we were doing ghost investigation. And you were, uh, But yeah. we see this floating ball, orange of light. I do, but it vanishes just as quick as I see it. And it was really cool, but you haven't picked up anything. He's our only medium, but you didn't. No, I have enough trouble with the spirits of humans. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so let's go. I haven't to really tried to pick up on any spirits of Bigfoot. I find it interesting, and I'm glad there was a hunter with you because, like, my first question would be, "Is it a fox?" Right. You know, all these animals that it could be, but it's something he hadn't heard. Yeah. Of, and, and a lot of what you're saying, how long it was. Very familiar with yeah. fox yes. and coyotes yeah. and everything. Now, so. a coyote, like I. I have heard of coyotes right. where, oh, where yeah. when coyotes um, in a house that I lived at out on our farm, I've heard them kill things in the field to the point where I jumped out of bed, threw the window open because you thought somebody was getting murdered. Okay, literally, you thought somebody. Then you come to your senses and go, "Oh, that's a pack of coyotes." Yeah. But you definitely, you after a couple was. seconds. Yeah. Yeah. You kept, you know, especially when you're coming out of a deep sleep, you, you figure out what it is that's out there. I also grew up there. out in the city. I mean, I've yeah. heard, you know, mating cats. Okay, this is not a cat in heat. This is not, uh, it's not a fox. I, I've heard foxes before. Uh, when they're in heat, they make the weirdest noise. You know, uh, this was, again, and like the, the gentleman um, that was here, he actually works in North Olmstead, but he... Um, he said, I've hunted in Africa. I've hunted big game hunt. Hunting is what I do. I'm, any, I'm a bow hunter. I'm, I, I'm in the woods all the time. He said, I'm telling you, I don't know of anything in Ohio that can make that kind of noise. You know, so that really, that really, like, I think disturbed everybody else. Except that, except that if you ask enough people, they do know in Ohio what can make that. Yeah. What can yeah. make that noise. There's enough people, I think, that have experienced it so so Amy what do you, what if you what do you think about the ball of light being tied to to the to Bigfoot side I don't sighting? know what to think we were talking about this a lot earlier where I focus my energy on looking at Sasquatch as a possible 
primate, living and breathing, just normal primate. That's where I focus my energy and my time, especially with the scientists that I work with and everything. But that is not to say that that's correct. You know, mm -hmm. um, I always say it could be something else. We don't know. Like, and, and I feel like anybody who tells you they know is lying. I don't know how else to say that. Maybe not lying, but it's wrong. Say it. you, you can know? say like, it. We've I don't said think worse. that they can say that. <laughs> But, um, we haven't actually got a, a carcass or anything to Yeah, so to I don't. I feel like is. maybe not lying, but like I don't think that they can say that, and I certainly can't say that. And so that kind of story fascinates me. Um, and like you said, you're not sure if it had anything to do with Bigfoot or not. I don't right. think it has to. There could be two separate things going right. on. But you know, I I hear stories all the time that I can't explain with science. You know, perhaps it's just science we don't or haven't caught up to yet. We don't know how it works. But, you know, if you talk to somebody and they say, well, I saw this Bigfoot and then it disappeared. You know, a lot of people in, in Bigfoot, Bigfoot circles, there's a lot of, okay, it's natural creature, primate. It's supernatural or paranormal. And sometimes they clash or make fun of each other, you know. But then and you it's have, really neat that we have both sides of the coin. Yeah, I love it. Sitting under the same tent. I think it's really important. I think it's really important. We we I want if we very can much get along, to be able to have along, right? yeah <laughs> right. to have an open discussion because I feel like you can always you can always learn something from other people. You right. Know? You know, it's it's, it's a draw upon a historical analysis when they were. When they were at the Continental Congress, when they were going to draft up to you know, basically the Constitution, um, one of the things that they did was they nailed the window shut of the building they were in because they were so scared of people eavesdropping and yeah. hearing what they were talking about, and and that they couldn't really get work done. And, and I kind of, you know, in this field, it's kind of the same way. You have people that, like you said, make fun of the other side. And it's, it's really cool that we have t very intelligent people experienced in their field and they're willing to share ideas and, and everybody to say, look, I can't say my side's right. No. I always think about that movie, The Gods Must Be Crazy, where the pop bottle falls out of the sky and and whatever the, the tribal members thought it was, it still fell out of the sky and it was a real thing. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's just their, their opinion of what that object was or why it was there doesn't take away from the fact it was real so we're just all trying to kind of figure out what's going on I'm, I don't I don't see a reason why it can't be a, a real animal I'm impressed that we mentioned the Continental Congress I know right and well, I was we used the word Congress earlier ah no you did I knew you were a you very were, large lexicon we have a judge I just wondered how you were going to tie that back to, I'm, I'm, well we got them both sitting here in a nutshell for those, for our listeners, in a nutshell, give us your best argument that Bigfoot is a supernatural creature or somehow, because uh, I think there's a lot of, there, there's a third theory that says, look, they're, they're connected to UFOs and, right. and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So so give us give us your your spin on why you think Bigfoot is a supernatural creature. That's just it. I don't. I don't know. Um, I do believe that people who are saying you listen to their stories, and they're saying it turned into a ball of light and vanished. Okay, um, you hear, and they seem very credible. They, they're very emotional when they're telling these stories. Uh, I also talked to another person who said, did you see the movie Predator? 
and he said literally it was there and I could see it was there but it was glistening and I could see the leaves of the trees and then it just moved into the trees and it was gone so is that supernatural or is that a cloaking ability and, and the like the chameleon that we don't right. know how and then they say hair samples were right. found uh, translucent hair samples were found in Texas from my understanding the only translucent animal is a polar bear so you got translucent hairs in Texas would that be able to explain how it can camouflage itself we don't know um, so I can't really say give an argument that it is supernatural um, I, I mean I certainly know that you know ghosts exist because we've encountered them we've experienced that directly I have not myself experienced other than hearing the scream I have not seen a, a Bigfoot it fascinates the hell out of me um, but I don't know what it is uh, there's a part of me that I almost wonder if it isn't something that's um, under the earth or you know or something that's a little that's bit eerie. Eerie. Well, I mean, if you guys caught an EVP that was 30 seconds long in mm. that last that would be some great we great have. and you <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah we have, we have. But that's what I'm saying yeah. you know that's that's so well, I, and yeah. I think what and, and, and to piggyback that is people on that side of the argument says look never found a carcass never found any scat never found any hair that we were able to identify through DNA analysis right. as this and then there's a whole laundry list of things but at the same time you come from from Amy's standpoint is well so what right. you, you, you that doesn't mean anything and, and I always fall back on and it's a, it's a great story is that um, you know the, the sinking of the Lusitania which which got the basically got the United States in the World War was that the Lusitania was a was a was a passenger ship and the United States was was loading arms on it, sneaking it to England, and the Germans warned us, look, you do that, we're gonna sink you with a U-boat. We did it, the Germans sank it, the Lusitania sank and got us in the war. But what people don't know about that, because the newspaper never reported it, was that survivors who were floating in the water described a giant squid coming up and taking survivors under the water. And so when they finally rescued these people, and they told this story, there wasn't a single media outlet that put that detail in there because giant squids was a was a part of a of a folklore that sailors told to explain shipwrecks. So lo and behold, eighty years later, seventy years later, what do we find? The carcass of a giant squid. So now we know it's real. So all these years that people didn't believe that it was real because they didn't find a carcass, it was actually real. And I think that's what we're talking about with Sasquatch is that just because you haven't found a body doesn't mean that it's, that it's not real. There's too much empirical evidence, you know, in, in, in the law, when we do jury trials, you know, one of the jury instructions that we give under, under Ohio law and every law is that circumstantial evidence is just as powerful as direct evidence and that you can convict someone of a crime beyond a reasonable doubt on simply circumstantial evidence and, I think and the there's way more evidence proves that bigfoot is on the prowl oh there's, there's the... way more than circumstantial <laughs> evidence. out in these woods yeah. i mean these there's woods. way more than there's a lot more evidence than people think and a lot more going on behind the scenes in scientific circles if that's the way you want to look at it than people know about or the general person general public knows about but i feel um why I think it could be a primate. I mean, you can look back to the, the known primates. You can look back to 
um, chimpanzees and orangutans and western lowland gorillas, mountain gorillas, now this century finally getting hold of and even just pictures and but specimens of billy apes and cross river gorillas and they're real and the natives had said all along they were real just like our native americans and indigenous people in canada you know first nations people say these are real they said they're real we kind of made fun of them westerners were like oh it's your mythology it's your legends it's your folk tales or whatever and there they are so they were real so i kind of bring that here to north america and say maybe we should be listening to them so you have that but also we have footprint evidence and of course we all know that some of it is hoaxed and some of it is faked and you know it just is but you have footprints that they cannot prove are are hoaxed and they have dermal ridges in them and they have that mid-tarsal break that Dr. Uh, Meldrum talks about all the time from Idaho State University and you I um I have a, um, I guess you want to say professional relationship with a professor that has some of his students that try to recreate a Bigfoot print. Try to create They're, a hoax. Yeah, they try to create a hoax. They're engineering students and um, they can't do it. None of them have been successful in creating a really good hoaxed footprint except one group. There were two guys that had sent away for a Bigfoot print, you know, from out west, supposed Bigfoot print, and took a mold of it and then tried to do it, but they couldn't come up with it themselves. It's not that easy to come up with a convincing one. You know, I, I, I fall back, being a student of history, um, and it was a history major, I, I love the, the historical accounts oh, yeah. by people like Davy Crockett, yeah. who, you know, Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt, you know, people who, before coming up with a Bigfoot hoax, yeah. would have right. been invoked. Daniel Boone in the Yahoo. Yeah. yeah, and so you're talking about historical figures who wrote in journals right. about situations where they, they came across a giant hairy man, because yeah. that would have been, you know, hairy man is what, yeah. is what they thought. And it's just like, you know, I don't think anybody would call Teddy Roosevelt a liar. No. I mean, he's the guy that, that basically founded the National Park System. And uh, I mean, he was the African. Which don't get me started on my conspiracy theory about the national park. <laughs> oh yes, it's like missing four one one. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and then you have audio. You have yeah. all this audio that people capture. Well, the we audio that you found. Yeah, we can't that, say it's Bigfoot if you haven't seen. If you weren't watching Bigfoot make that noise. Right. But you look at all the evidence, circumstantial. But you have sighting reports, and you have footprints, and you have audio, and all in the same area. And it's unknown, unknown um, animal making this noise. You know, you could put it in that software. It's really compelling. So I don't see why it could be. Now with we're working with the Olympic project out in um, on the Olympic Peninsula, and we're studying these ground nests that a logging company found, and we're doing DNA testing, and you know, looking at these hairs that were found, and and all of that. It's re something's doing this. And they brought in a bear specialist and a wood rat specialist, and, and it's not supposedly not any of those animals. So what is it? You know, we don't know if it's Bigfoot. Hopefully, that'll be awesome. Which I, I was gonna, I was but gonna, it's really cool. I was gonna ask you about your recent trip yeah. out there. Is there anything you want to like throw out oh, there and man. tease the audience with? Because I, I think we want to do another episode yeah. on that. No, because. it was just like. <laughs> 
Um, I went out, Shane Corson is one of the head guys with the Olympic Project out there, and he just so nicely, I went out there to see him and his wife and daughter, and took me out to the new um, area uh, that they recently found. This, this year they found another area with more nests and we didn't go right up to the nests because we're trying to stay you know keep our DNA away from that and everything but we were very close in that area and we were switching out camera batteries and recorder batteries and stuff and it was just yeah I don't want to if you're gonna have me on for something else I don't want to tell <laughs> all of it but like I was just like so excited with some of the stuff that was happening and Shane's like man you're like really smiling and I'm like this is Disneyland to me you know like I would there's nowhere I'd rather be than chopping through these huckleberry bushes trying to find Bigfoot but it's so cool out there and there's so much going on you know I, I just it's fascinating no matter what is making these something is making these so and you're falling so cool. we, we talked about this earlier the the, the whole concept of Occam's razor yes if you, if you have a mystery and you're trying to solve it you know most of the time the simplest answer is almost always the right one right and in the simplest answer is it's a biological creature mm-hmm. it nests it mates it you know it does all these things that primates do that's the simplest answer right. but then you have this empirical evidence um, direct evidence that, that you you know now you see me now you don't right and these orbs of and the orbs of light. So, so let's get back to Cindy. Yes. Do you, have you ever feel compelled to sit up till three o'clock in the morning and hear that sound again, or not? I would like to, but usually I'm dead asleep. <laughs> would you charge into the woods? Oh hell no! Sorry. That's our right. friend over here. Although That's a family show, there's a fair amount of cursing that is encouraged. Yes. No, I would not. <laughs> I'll ex- sit here. I'd expect. I'll sit here, but I'm, no, I'm not going into the woods. Even if Jerry went with you as a personal escort. <laughs> Listen. No. Jerry and the word escort. We promised yeah, we would right, keep that. On, those two words. <laughs> That was that was a, that was another lifestyle he has experience with the camera. Has his yeah. has his uh, is is he able to get within three hundred feet of the pool here? It's a thousand feet under Ohio wall. It's a thousand feet under Ohio. <laughs> okay, all right. Virus or no virus? Yes. <laughs> when they say social distancing with Jerry, it has a thousand yards. To it's it. a thousand. It's just thousand feet. Always oh, so mean to me. We love you, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're like gonna love him tonight when he actually tackles Bigfoot and proves once and for all whether it's a spiritual creature or a real. Hey, listen, primate. I listen. I don't think they believe it's. A spir- I was just asking because well, yeah, they are. We gotta have them at least give us some side of the. Oh, debate, so you're just so. you're trying to create. Just, okay, I get it. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. Are you guys gonna go out in the woods tonight? Well, I don't know that I'm bring, going out in the woods. He didn't bring his robe. Oh, That's right. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking that as a no. Or my gavel. No, we, we're going to go out in the woods for a little bit. And just okay. kind of, you know. I'll what, sit here and wait to see, hear from you. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think uh, that's the whole reason we came, to come and kind of get out into well, the woods Well, this is our bit. first, yeah. as a group, our first real field research yeah. project. And so we kind of want to get our feet wet. Amy gets her feet wet all the time. 
and uh, you know, <laughs> you know, she's a little. She's got a look on her face like she knows something that we don't. Like, look, if you guys yeah. word us up here for a big scare, yeah. just to watch us crap <laughs> no, our pants, I'm gonna be really sore. It's tempting, but no, I don't do that. I don't, don't do that. It's tempting. Well, the whole idea is, is that we all go in and we all come back. <laughs> yes. Come back out. So yeah, I'm waiting for you guys to tell me what happened. Oh, yeah. you have to come. This isn't a big deal. Yeah, right. Okay. So, so we will. Uh, we'll. Well, let's get, ask this before okay, we good, before we, we cut before off. We get off. Okay. Is or I mean, are we just going to wander off in the woods, or is there trails? There's a place I can show you where to go. And so there's actual marked trails. But we're not going to get lost out there. You might. It'll end up like the that. suicide force in Japan, <laughs> you have and they're going to find Jerry dead of his own hand. So so tonight, tonight if you hear a, a really maniacal scream, it may be the judge. Lost. 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 Oh, yes. Or you know, it could be the, the the throngs of passion of a mating cry when Bigfoot gets a whiff of Jerry's pheromones. <laughs> I mean he is Hey no, it's a family show, Jerry. What are you doing? It's a family I'm show. I'm behind the camera. You're behind <laughs> the camera. He actually went out and bought brute. Uh, by, Fabergé, <laughs> group, my by Fabergé, because he figured if that that's a right. musky, you know, a musky, like skunk apish type smell. Yeah. Because yeah. when I used to wear it as a kid, I, I that was the kind of the look that women gave me when it, it like sort of inflamed they were, their nostrils. They were terribly offended. Yeah, so I would and dab distraught. it on, you know, and I'd say like, hey, get a whiff of this brute. Like, is that from Anchorman? <laughs> that's Sex Panther. Sex Panther. <laughs> Uh, Jerry just bring the brute. All the time. <laughs> I got the brute. Uh, He's got the brute. Well, so we will. Uh, I have we, one more answer. Oh, oh we, we got go, one more answer. We go, we go. We're not used to this. What Mary was saying. Okay. So, they said with the orangutan long calls, it's thought that it might be used to attract females and also to identify individuals. So with but, koala bears, <laughs> and I know this is a little bit off. That. But koala because we're bears, nowhere near Australia. Well, but <laughs> okay, go ahead. But, look, but with koala bears, because I because I like Bindi Irwin. But with koala bears, they the male has to. <laughs> We've totally gone so far off the rail that we can't even see the Amy caboose anymore. <laughs> so but so hear me out. But, but no, but so hear me out. So with koala bears, you can cut this off, right? The Jesus. male you know, has to. <laughs> Uh, the male has to exhibit this deep bellow, oh. and if he doesn't, the female wants nothing to do with him. And so they will, when they're trying to breed koala bears, and you know, you know, basically. So any of our listeners that are trying to breed koala bears. Well, listen, man, we're um, trying to compare. Hell. Yeah. yeah. No, so, but number one, don't wear brute by Fabergé. That's exactly okay. wrong. You or, should wear brute by Fabergé. How about like some of the Avon? Remember the Avon stuff? I always preferred yeah. Javon must for men. Stetson. I used to have but, Avon perfume like that. Little, yeah, like came in the glass. White ginger. Came in the yeah. glass bottles too. Yeah. Like yeah. people collect them. But anyways, back to what said Swingo. But with koala bears, <laughs> they they we have trying to. to go. If the male does not give off this really deep, and she and you, shuts him down. Bella, she won't have anything to do with him. And so when they're trying to breed them, they they have to get the males to do. And you would not believe the sound that a koala bear would make. You wouldn't. Believe, it's this guttural bellow. How do they get him to do it? Is it like a serial so of the Bergerac? Well, they yeah, I don't know. So 
so behind him doing if, it. So what I'm saying is, that bellow... Wasn't that the movie is, Roxanne? Yes. yes. Okay. But it's that bellow <laughs> that attracts the female. So without the bellow, the female wants nothing this to do This explains a lot of stuff from when we were in high school and college. <laughs> <laughs> I think he knew this back then because there was a lot of... Bellowing? Strange Bellowing. noises that used to come from him and Long Tom Smiley's yes. Chevette as they did laps oh. in downtown Cyrus. There you go. It was, I would hear so a I'm bellow. trying to make a serious point that <laughs> so what you guys might have heard was the bellow of a male Sasquatch putting it out there that look I but am he capable. He sounded a little girly. Yeah. He sounded a little girly. <laughs> yeah. So hey. I don't judge people only professionally. <laughs> so on that note, we will uh, we're gonna stop here. We're gonna get ready to go out. Hopefully, we will be doing another podcast because we all make it out of this alive. Yes, yes. But we'll be doing maybe a couple Facebook lives while we're out there before we get going. I have to go get my boots. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, so we got to get ready. So thanks for joining us tonight. Hopefully. Uh, we uh, discover, we find something. Jerry's working on his bellow right now. Jerry's working on his bellow. <laughs> Brute by Fabergé. <laughs> I prefer the, you remember the commercial Canoe? Oh, and they would say, it would say, C, come on over. <laughs> A, alone. Oh, God. In, now. Oh, my. You can just that? made up whatever you want. No, <laughs> that's what was the commercial. Remember, it was the girl on the boat, and she has the. Phone. No, I don't remember the girl on the boat. I remember Billy D. Williams and the bull, and then Colt no, Forty Five. Is that a quote? That's Jerry's oh, bellow. There, there's, there's the bellow. That's the exact bellow. noise you and Smitty made in Chevette <laughs> on a Friday night taking laps. Okay? Okay, but you folks, told we've heard the bellow. We're <laughs> yeah. going to shut it down hey, here after that. And if the president CEO of Brute by Fabergé wants to sponsor from the oh, Shadows that would podcast. Be great. Oh, yeah. be we could great. be ambassadors We will not Brute. turn yeah. it down. Yeah, we will not turn it down. <laughs> and for all of you never, people out there that are interested in weird stuff, we will give it to you from... Koala bears mating to. You know, it's you brought know. to you by Brute by, by Fabergé. Brute Fabergé. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so, so we're out. Thanks everybody. Thanks for everybody that joined us tonight. So everybody say goodbye. Bye bye. Bye. Right. <laughs> Hopefully not. Bye forever. Not bye forever. <laughs> All right. Okay. So uh, here is our update. Um, from our little adventure at Sean Acres Campground outside of Oberlin, Ohio. Um, Jason's here with me for the update. What's up, Jason? Hey, greetings, everybody. And, and on the road to the Smoky Mountain Bigfoot Conference this weekend is nationally renowned Bigfoot expert Amy Boo. Say hi, Amy. That's your camp. Hello. <laughs> Hello, you're making me laugh. Not an expert, not an expert. <laughs> well, for but, the fifty, yeah, for the I'm fifty, for the fifty people that listen to our podcast, you're an expert. And it's uh, okay. somewhere okay. in the back, somewhere driving, because this is what happens when we have when experts go to these big conferences. Her chauffeur Lester is driving her to the show. So, so. Uh, <laughs> so so we wanted to jump on here quick with uh, and give everybody an update on how our Bigfoot expedition went that Amy led us on that uh, 
that Saturday night from the first part of the podcast here. And um, I don't know, Amy, do you want to do you want to kind of give a quick little like how you took us into the woods and then what happened to, to your equipment? Sure, and then... I... Yeah, sure. No, I, I was I'm still laughing about that because that I felt like it was Bigfooting 101 not to do. <laughs> I had the worst shoes on. I didn't have my boots on, and I kept sliding everywhere, and I, I didn't have all my equipment. But I still had fun. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was it was uh, it was a lot of fun. It was super hot, and uh, the more I yeah. thought about it and talked about it, the, I'm glad that I was ignorant to what was really going on. Because it seems to me, yeah, it, it seems funny. it seems to me like maybe some stuff actually happened that if I in the moment realized it, I might have been a little bit more, uh, dare I say, scared. Yeah, it, was, it was strange, it was strange stuff. Yeah, it was so it was smothering hot, and there, so we had to get from the campground that took us into the woods. <laughs> and because I wasn't familiar with that area, that was the first time I'd been there. Had to cross the creek, go up into the, you know, the thicker woods, and it was so hot that night, and it felt like it didn't breathe for me in there. Or it's the rain if you hear some funny noises. But, um, so we, we went in there, and kind of went a different way than the guys that were feeding us. So we Basically, you know, after walking a little while, we just hung out in a area where the people that were with us, we could all kind of sit and waited until they hooked back up with us. But like I was telling you guys that night, you know, we go out big footing, it's not always very glamorous. You might be hiking several miles into a spot, but for this one, you know, out in the rolling farmland and this, you know, kind of smaller woods that we were in. We just wanted to get in there and then you kind of stop and listen. See if you could hear anything. You know, if I was doing a um, expedition or something, I'd probably just be out there for hours just sitting and, and waiting to see if anything happens. A lot of big footing is wait and see, wait and see, and a lot of times you're waiting and see nothing. That's, you know, what happens most of the time for me. But and after um, after you guys left, I went back out there for a few hours. So, you know, I didn't hear anything or see anything. But um, when we were there, yeah, it was really weird. You know, so I was, you know, just, you guys were excited to go big footing. I was excited to meet the ghost owners, you know. <laughs> that's something I've never, I've never done that before. And what was strange was, I, you know, I've watched shows and stuff ghost hunting shows and all that, and I know this can happen, but I've never had it happen myself where my ear, which I had just fully charged, just lost its charge. You know, just went, oh, we were looking through it, you know, I was showing people with us how to uh, look through it and see people or see things in the woods, and bam, it was out. So that was weird. Freaked me out a little bit because it was my own equipment. And then standing there and saw the red light you and I so we're yeah. looking through the woods and I thought it was the guys that had gone you know went around the other way they thought we were going up to the field but we turned around and um, 
I thought it was because it was like that red and that bright, but it was them. They were more off to the left. And besides that, they didn't have red So we were trying to figure it out. Like, okay, did we their equipment? And they were overconfident. They thought, and, but they only had one piece of equipment that just said one little red light, and it was a lot smaller than what we saw, I felt. And they only had one. Yeah, and and you know what? Just as I'm sitting here, you you know, right before your um, little piece of equipment completely lost its battery, that is when we had the the one gentleman do the wood knocks. And now, granted, it was yeah. Now, granted, it was probably the worst wood knock knock ever because the guy. (laughs) picked up a dead limb and when he hit it on the tree it snapped in half it exploded and then he almost fell down yeah and then he almost fell down picking up another limb and, and he hit it on the tree and then yeah do you remember that um, so so yes yeah and you had given your piece of equipment to the judge and he looked through it and then gave it back to you and you were looking through it a little bit and then you said hey this just went dead and that's a that's the kind of a point time where we could we knew those guys and you were being very generous by calling them fearless leaders um i think maybe clueless (laughs) maybe clueless i don't know no i don't want to but, they were super but, nice to try. <laughs> yeah, I did. I wasn't sure. So it was obvious where we were standing. We we were kind of in front of a little hill because it appeared they were down at the bottom on the other side of a hill. And I assumed right. from never being out in those woods before um, that because of where they were was like, was down in like a little valley that where beyond them was another probably hill okay and that's just what I assumed and when I saw those red lights and then said something to you and you saw them uh, I mean the only fr- and I and I'm just saying this as a frame of reference for people to understand what it looked like they they look like what you would think two glowing red eyeballs would look like in the distance. Um, right. And at first, I, the only thing I could, the only thing I could reconcile with was maybe the reflectors or... Yeah, we were talking about that because I had yeah. a red headlamp on and I headlamp reflecting, but at that time I didn't have mine on. No, and you didn't, you didn't have, I, I mean, and for them to be reflectors, it, so, to keep it in perspective, the guys, we kind of knew where the guys were. These red lights were beyond where we thought the guys were. And I kind of, yeah. in my mind, thought they were halfway up whatever hill was beyond the little dip where the guys, we assumed they were. So, I didn't know if maybe right. they were shining lights on reflectors. But it's obvious, looking back, those red lights were, were emanating the light. So... It wasn't like yeah, they were reflecting. Definitely. Yeah. And so then that gate, once we... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't mean... I, I'm not, like, all excited, so I don't mean to keep 
interrupting you. Hey, listen. <laughs> anytime, anytime I can get a woman excited, I'm, I'm great. So, there you go. If you're excited, feel free. Uh, Keep yeah, your eyes on the road, you know, Lester. I, Keep your eyes on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, like, was there, like, a radio tower in the distance? But it, you could tell they were closer than that, and then they disappeared. So it was not a radio tower or anything like that. They weren't moving. They were just there. No, yeah, and they just kind of went out and both at the same time. Yeah. But, it, but what yeah. really struck me then is when we finally got those guys' attention to come back over, check their equipment, and then said, take us over to beyond where you were. And when we stood over there, it was perfectly flat ground. So I'm sitting. So it was, and they weren't, they weren't over far enough to where I didn't yeah. think they were over far enough. Yeah, so, we so, where, so where it appeared, we were, we were seeing these lights over, like over this little hill beyond. The lights had to be pretty high up in the air, which then led me to think, okay, were they tail lights from the from maybe we could see the road through the woods? But it was obvious once we got over to that spot, there was no road anywhere close. And yeah, there was no road, and they they were still for too long. I feel like you know, I yes. don't know. I didn't. Yeah. You know, we were trying everything we could think of to think what they could have been. I don't know yeah. what they were, but. Well, and, and so, so then the clincher for, for me was is once we got over there and you suggested, okay, everybody, we're going to go, we're going to go radio silent, all the lights turned off, and we're just going to listen. And I kind of went and stood up in front of everybody, away from everybody, and standing there, I mean, it was so hot. I had to take my baseball hat off because I was just. It was bad. Yeah, and so I'm, and we're in the middle of the woods, so I'm standing there in this, it felt like a stream of cold air just passed right through me, like not inside my body, but like I was standing in the middle of a, a gust of cold air, and it went on for 15, 20 seconds. I didn't think anything of it at first, and I'm just like, well, maybe there's a breeze coming through the woods. But then I realized there is no way for a breeze to come through where we're at. And, yeah. of course, I ask everybody. That's you guys, kind of cold one, not a cold one. Yeah. And I, well, and I, and I asked everybody, and nobody felt it. And so, so, yeah. I'm, not, so I'm not saying, okay, what we, what we experienced out there, what exactly it was, because I don't think we know. I don't think it – but I think we kind of ruled out a lot of stuff that it wasn't. And – yeah. The, to add up where you lost battery, one of Jerry's cameras went went pretty low on its battery quickly. To see those red lights, which which if I think back now and think, okay, were those really a pair of glowing red eyes? I mean, I might have run out of the woods if I had thought that yeah. at the time. Okay. Yeah. But then, I mean, but then the call. That way, like it, it looked like, like I understand what you're saying, like it, like eyes, like the, the distance apart and all of that, and mm, the shape yeah. of it. But it felt more like it, I don't know, like I thought, I thought somebody had headlamps or something up, but they were more like concentrated, not like, not like headlamps that disperse, you know, just like just these two glowing red things. 
but there was nothing there when we went up there. And I've been looking on trees for reflectors and stuff like that. There's nothing. Yeah, well, and that's and that's what I'm saying. That's that's my point is is if for one second I'd have stood back and thought, oh my God, that's a pair of eyes. I would have been a yeah, little no, bit. Yeah, no, I would have been. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I had to tell myself there has to be a there has to be a logical explanation for what we're seeing, and and it wasn't till after they had disappeared and we walked up there that I started thinking. Hey, Amy. There yeah. isn't. A yeah, Amy uh, and Shane, both. You guys saw these lights, and other people in the group, we were looking. Uh, we were in different spots, obviously. But when you guys are the ones that witnessed this phenomenon, so when you saw them, did they appear out of nowhere and then just suddenly disappear after, after the phenomenon was over? Or did they, like, uh, melt back into the trees? Or Tell us a little bit about that. Well, what I thought, like, I, we were had been standing there a little bit, and I didn't notice them. And then, Shane, you were standing by me, and you're like, look at those red lights, and I saw them. And I, I'm really surprised nobody else saw them. Like, I like I know what you're saying. There were a lot of trees. Not everybody was right where we were. But mm-hmm. I was really shocked that people could see them, because they were really obvious. They were, they were there, and they were very bright. You know, there, it wasn't like, oh, I kind of see something was like there it is, you know. And I was like, well, who's over there? Like, who is that? You know, thinking somebody, like I said, like red headlamps or something. Yeah, because for our audience, for them to get a feel of what's going on here, this is an area of the woods. I wasn't over there searching myself, but I witnessed the area that after they said that there was lights over there it made me focus and start looking over there it is completely black if somebody mm-hmm. even lit a match you would be able to tell i mean we're talking it's complete darkness there's a canopy overhead because of the yeah. trees and so they they apparently saw something well and i was looking yeah elisa said yeah, it was after they had disappeared, and Elisa kind of looked over in that direction and said she saw something. But when I, you know, I mean, I looked over at the same time, and I couldn't, you know, she might have been at a different angle or something. Oh, yeah. But but well, I was I didn't only... see it right away, but then they were there, and then you were up, and then they were gone. Yeah. I, and I was I only looking. Was. I was only looking over there because it was at that point we're trying to find those guys that were our leaders, and. They had been shining flashlights, and when the the battery went out, and then your battery went out or got low, Jason, and it's like, okay, where are these guys that are that are supposed to be taking us through the woods? And it was when I looked over there and I saw like one red light and then the second one, like like boom, right there together. Um, so it was like. Yeah. If we're talking in, in reference to eyes, it was like one eye was open and the next one opened. And when I, yeah. st- I'm standing by Amy and I said, just so I knew I wasn't seeing things. And I said, Amy, do you see yeah. those red lights? And she sees them and we're both looking at them and she's like, well, who, who is it? And then they just, boom, went out at the same time. Boom, yeah. went out. Like somebody flicked the lights. Yeah. Well, so yeah. it was almost it was almost like if it, if it was 
Yeah, it was almost like if something was over there and, and knew we were looking at it. And when Amy said, what are, what's that, you know, who's over there? It was like, oh, crap. That's fascinating. I didn't, uh-huh. what you, it didn't occur to me that it was something weird at first. Like, I thought it was, I thought it was our leaders that we couldn't find. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't us. So yeah, well, like, oh. well, and once we, so, I mean, and I think that's probably what you have to do when you're out doing an investigation or something is rule out everything that it, that it's not. And, um, right, definitely. and I'm just gotta be honest. It did not make me feel all that much better to start ruling stuff out. It would have been so much easier for, but, but here's the crazy thing though. Those guys, those two guys that were out there, that father-son, they didn't even have yeah. a clue that whatever was emanating these red lights was just beyond them. Was right so there, how, yeah. Like, it was, they were closer to it than we were, whatever it was. How scary. So, I take solace in the fact that if something would have been eaten, those guys would have probably got eaten first. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> they so, would have so, gotten them first. So, so I reached out. So I reached out to Dave, to David, okay, from the Paranormal Road yeah. that hosted us there, and I kind of asked him if him and Randy, because they, uh, you know, they're they're mediums and they they sense like this. Because to me, at first, I'm like, oh, this has to be like a maybe that's a demonic presence out there or something, okay? And he said him and Randy have never gone out there for any extended period of time, although there has been have been strange spiritual supernatural stuff that happens in the campground but he brought out he goes listen i i heard an episode on on our on uh, your friend west germer's sasquatch chronicles from a guy in western pennsylvania telling the story that was almost identical to what we experienced and the guy saw the two red eyes that they determined you know well they look like I'm only referring to them as eyes because that is the distance in which they appeared to be yeah, that's away a from each other. Yeah, and they went out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. And and he's and the guy described what first they thought they had to be maybe reflectors from a driveway because that's what they look like size wise, and then realized that the light was coming from within the circles that they weren't reflecting, and he said that uh, that that was. As soon as we start talking about that, that's the story he thought of. And I said, "You're not." I go, "Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to think that that we were, we were that close to something that had glowing red eyes. Because I, I don't care what it is. If it had glowing red eyes, it can't be good. And if it had eyes the size of reflectors for a driveway, it definitely can't be any good. It's got to be huge. Imagine, imagine, imagine how big something would have to be to have eyes that big. Oh yeah. Oh, right. Gosh. No, I have a question. I have a question for you guys. Okay. So you guys know, like, I'm, uh, you know, I'm into Bigfoot. Bigfoot's my thing. And I'm trying to figure out if it could be, like, a natural creature and all that. So when I'm out in the woods, I'm not thinking about all these supernatural things. So here we are out there, and the batteries are draining, and there's this weird thing. Maybe with the red eyes and all that. I have a question. So, I 
I know I was, like, giving my clear to people to look through, but I didn't even know who it was. Like, you just kind of feel for their hands because it was that dark, you know, and you're like, here, don't drop it. And you were saying that the judge is one of the people that was looking, and I didn't even realize that. What if it's, like, something to do with him? Because he wasn't, like, feeling too good out there. I mean, it was really hot, and he was, like, he felt like he needed guilt, you know? But, um, like, what if... Well, and, and David, and David brought that up. Okay, he said, "So how did okay. the judge?" He goes, "How did the judge feel out there?" Now, I attribute the judge to not feeling well to just him being a wuss, because you know, I just you know, that's just my. <laughs> no, it was but, bad out there. <laughs> but, yes, but it does, you know, and, and I, I guess I. It doesn't bother me as bad because I work outside in, in extreme hot and extreme cold. So it wasn't, I just knew it was hot. Okay. But you're absolutely right. The judge does have a history of drawing some stuff in. And I'm going to tell you, if he just saw those red lights, he probably would have really been spooked. I mean, yeah. he only, I think, felt comfortable going out there because we had like. A, a larger group of people. Yeah. And, uh, so maybe and, that was good. You know, sometimes stuff, you know, we were talking about how usually I'm out there with smaller groups, unless I take people like at a park or, you know, state park or something. But maybe that was good for him because there were more people. I don't know that he would have went out with us if it had only been like two or three people, to be honest. I don't, right. I don't think he would have. Okay. Uh, but I, but I'm curious, I'm curious, Amy, that you know, you're, so you're going to be spending the weekend with some of the, you know, best Bigfoot minds in the country, you know, and Ken Gerhardt's going to be there. He's been on our, he's been on our podcast, so he's familiar with all of us. I'm curious, what this, if you tell the story to these guys, what some of their uh, ideas might be, or if they've run into similar things because because the cold air i still have no like that's what's made me think this is like how does bigfoot create us create cold air you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying yeah i i don't know it i wish i would have gotten some of that cold air i was well, it, was, it was hot and muggy that's for sure it, it felt yeah, good it maybe 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 the, whatever supernatural is out there thought, man, these guys need a break, you know. And it's <laughs> it felt good. It, it felt good. It did spook me at first because it felt so good. But then after I thought about it, I'm just like, what am I doing? I just walked up to I just walked up to an area where I saw red lights, and now this cold, you know, cold burst of air came through. Have I completely lost my mind? You know, right. but. But it's, no, but I will happened. say, I will say, I I am certainly glad that you saw those red lights as well because I would really yeah. be questioning what, like what I really saw and what I did. So. No, they were they were there. It was it was they were there. Like I, so much so that like I just said, I just assumed there was somebody over there with like two people over there with red headlamps on, but no, they were not. So, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. It was definitely intriguing to me. 
Well, I'll be I'll be curious to see if, if anybody at the uh, at the Bigfoot conference has any. Any yeah, I'll, I'll ask Ken about it. Yeah, see if any of those any of those guys have had any kind of experience like that. Uh, I'd be curious okay. to to know. And um, if it's really really bad, I, maybe I don't want to know. Yes, we do want to know, even if it's really really bad. So, there's been stuff like that that has happened down where Lester and I have gone down with the groups in Kentucky, and. Um, there's this one trail we've been on, and we are not the only ones that saw some weird red lights out there. So it's, it's been known to happen. That's uh, really the only see, other time that I can think of that I had a weird thing happen was in Kentucky, and there were red lights that we thought were headlamps again, and it wasn't. So I mean, weird stuff like that doesn't happen often to me, but you were there for one of them. <laughs> Oh boy. Well, I get, you know, it's always good to have a shared experience, right? Oh, but, yeah. You always, it's, yeah. If it just happens to you, you're constantly, you know, fighting. Did I really yeah. see that? That's how I am when, you know, my my initial possible fighting, I, I'm like, you know, did I really see it? And I, yeah, I did. I did see it. But it's easier when you have somebody to talk to about it, for sure. Exactly. Well, well, thanks for joining us, Amy. Taking some time out of your uh, your trip trip down to the uh, to the Smoky Mountain Bigfoot Conference. I you're you're gonna have a fun weekend, I'm sure. Can't wait to hear yeah. hear about it. So, but oh, we yes. really appreciate really appreciate you leading us newbies out into the woods and uh, being a part of our first experience of whatever it was we experienced. Yeah, sure, thanks, we'll Amy. We, we look bad. forward You're to going welcome. out there again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. we definitely. Well, I'll take you to another place. Great, great. Place oh, boy. Oh, boy. All See, right. Now you're, now thanks, you're guys. Scared, so. Okay, thank All you. All right, well, hey. Oh, we're going to. Safe, safe travels, and uh, we will talk to you on the uh, on the flip side. All right, thanks, guys. Yep. Yep. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Be safe, ladies and gentlemen. A final word. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash From the Shadows Podcast, and on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash from the shadows podcast you can visit our webpage at from the shadows podcast dot go or contribute to our facebook discussion page called after the shadows and tweet us on our twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash podcast underscore from thank you for joining us and we look forward to hearing from you all until next time never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows we are out <laughs>
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.